The Dark is Rising, a drama by Susan Cooper for BBC World Service. Episode 10, The King of Fire and Water. Will was running, running with his brothers and his father across the melting snow, and as he ran, he remembered a hand on his shoulder and saw Merriman beside him and knew from the concern in Merriman's eyes that in some way this was the next attack of the dark. An hour later, after the doctor had safely arrived and examined his mother in the living room, James drew aside his brother's will and Paul. I'm so worried. Why, what's happened? Mary's disappeared. Disappeared how? I told her not to go. Honestly, I did. I didn't think she would. I thought she'd be too scared. Go where? Out to the manor. She said you've both been gone far too long and someone ought to go and bring you back from Miss Greythorns. So I went out of the room to make up a fire to keep mum warm. And when I came back, Mary was gone. The dark's taken her. They've got her. And they'll use her as bait for me. Will and I will go straight back out and find her. Come on. We're both still dressed for it. Good idea. Go. Mary! Up the road they went, Will and Paul peering and anxious now. Ah, oh, this rain is ridiculous. They're just suddenly out of all this snow. They've taken Mary. We'd have seen her on the way back from the manor otherwise. The dark's taken her. Uh, oh, let's go this way, Will. Suddenly, through the rain, a flurry of black feathers swooped low past their heads. Ah! 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 They're hurting us. The rooks are driving us like sheep to where they want us to go. Paul! No, no, no! Paul! Don't panic, don't panic. It's good the pool's gone. This is no matter for ordinary human beings. The dark has Mary, and only I can get her back. Will calmly unbuckled his belt now with the five signs on it and strapped it round his right wrist. Light. First I need light. And from the signs a steady path of light beamed out, and what it showed was that the road was fast becoming a river. How can the water have risen so fast? Suddenly, by the light of the signs, Will saw Polly, the great shire horse from Dawson's farm, and, perched high on the back of the horse... Dunsmith! Over here, Will! Through the water before it rises too fast! We have work to do! Come on! Oh, John, I'm so glad to see you. Come by, Polly. Easy now, boy. Easy. There, there, there. That's right. Now, up we come, Will. Who sit in front of me now? Polly's shoulders have taken greater weight than you. John, the light, the light of the signs, it keeps pointing in one direction, no matter how much I turn my eyes. That's right, Will. It knows the way. We follow the light. But where are we going? We are going to raise the hunt, Will Stanton. What hunt? John, I must find Mary. They've got Mary, the dark, somewhere. And I've lost sight of Paul. I've seen Paul. He's safe on his way home now. Mary, you will find in due course. But where is she safe? It is time for the hunter, Will. The white horse must come to the hunter and you must take her there. This is the ordering of things. John, the light from the signs is dimming. 
It's fading. That's as it should be, Well, Whoa there, Polly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, this is where I leave you, Will. No, please. All will be well. One instruction, Will. You are to take the white horse to the hunter. And remember what you know already. The moving water is free of magic. Now, down you get. Yeah. Polly was so high from the ground that Will fell into the water like a brick. Yet he felt no cold, even though the rain beat at him. I go to gather the hunt, Will. He clambered up the snowbank beside the river road. But who is the hunter? And where is the white horse? A white shape leapt out of the dark line of trees on the far side of the stream and in a spray of wet snow. The great white mare of the light was standing before Will, tall as a tree. Hugo, will you carry me? As you did before. He made sure the signs were secure on his belt before he reached up to wind his fingers into the white mane. And suddenly, he was there, up on the back of the mare, high among the willow trees. On! On to find the hunter! On! On! Faster, girl! Faster! Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The white horse Come leapt on. higher and higher, yeah. Will clung tighter as they rose over hedges, roads, walls, all now emerging from the melting snow. Whoa, but suddenly they came upon an utter fury of water which Will knew must be the River Thames, transformed by the sudden flood. The river! It's a wild, living creature. The white mare seemed to pause irresolutely on the edge of this wild, cold water, and then surging forward, it leapt. Will looked below him and saw an island where he knew instinctively that he would now meet great danger. Whoa! And there they landed. And in the middle of the island, right at its centre, the high point, was a single old beech tree with four streams somehow running down from its foot. As he gazed at this sight, Will froze. Next to the trunk of the great beech, your sister Mary is here. Will scrambled down from the white mare's neck, glanced round, the island was empty. No, she isn't. She is here, in this place. And the bargain my lord the rider will make with you is simple. Your sister for the signs. The dark had brought him here, his face lined and battered beneath wispy strands of grey hair. Give them to you, to a worm who crawled to the other side. Never! I am no longer the wandering walker, and you would do well to deal with me. If not... You may call up more than you wish to see. You are a creature of the dark. You chose betrayal. You are nothing. I will not deal with you. Master. Master. <laughs> Master! 
Within seconds, something was coming. A column of black mist like a tornado whirling at enormous speed. And as it came closer, Will could not help backing away, every part of him shouting wordlessly in alarm. Your sister will stand And without a flicker in his chill smile, the rider moved out of the black mist, and there, on his great black horse, sat Mary. Hello, Will! Hello, Mary. You're right. Yes. Oh, I suppose you were looking for me. Sorry. I hope nobody got worried. Only went for a little ride, and then I bumped into Mr. Matothi. <laughs> and I've had such a lovely ride. Here's some sugar for the horse, Mary. I think you deserve it, don't you? I do, thank you. What do you like? I have an old one. Bound by totem magic. A hair from the head makes an excellent totem, and Mary's hair is so golden, so beautiful. Lovely long hair you have, Mary. <laughs> Very pretty. <laughs> you cannot save her except by giving me the signs of your totem. Look at her. She will do anything I suggest. She thinks it's a beautiful day. She thinks she's giving sugar to a horse. She will even jump, if I ask her, into the raging river Thames and drown. He smiled at Will. Will stared back, hating him. And he looked at Mary's happy, sleep-waking face. This is the time for your bargain, Will Stanton. The signs. Will felt something in him was dying as he breathed in. No. But astonishment was an emotion the Black Rider had forgotten long ago. The blue eyes stared at Will in total disbelief. Do you know what I will do? Yes, I know. So I will not give you the signs. <laughs> Very well. Will clutched the signs, agonized. Maybe. I think you'd like a swim in the beautiful river, wouldn't you? And with all his might, summoned the power of the light. Oh, yes, it's a beautiful day for a swim. Let's go for a dip together, Will. The water looks so lovely. The black rider bent forward and held her over the flood. A great bolt shot from the massed storm overhead and a blazing white streak rushed over the island towards Mary, a cloaked figure crouching on its back. The horse seized her and whirled on into the dark clouds, Mary's blonde hair streaming out behind her. Will swung round, looked up fearfully for the Black Rider, but he was nowhere to be seen in the raging storm. And yards from Will, the cloaked figure who moments ago had been riding the white mare, stood up and drew back his hood. Merriman! The Rider! Hawkin! Mary! They've all gone! The white horse has carried her away to safety. Mary is beyond harm now. The beech tree is, is blazing. The lightning has struck it, Will. It has brought fire and change. Now see, it is not only the tree that has split and broken. The island itself is breaking open. It's sinking towards the river. Will stared speechless 
And the strangest thing of all, something was emerging out of the island as the land and snow fell away. Emerging from the ground where it had split in the island's center. Stag! The head of a stag! Golden antlers? No. A whole stag, all in gold, mounted on a slender prow of wood. It's a ship. It is a long ship, Will. Rising from its burial beneath the island. Will had never seen such a ship before. Oak timbers, no mast but places for row upon row of oarsmen. A deck house in the middle and inside that, beneath a canopy, lay a body. A king! Is he a king? Oh yes, Will. He is a king. Now look, look closely. The king was holding something in his hands where they lay peacefully folded on his breast. An ornament, small and glittering. And as Will saw it, he stood still as marble, gripping the high oaken edge of the longship. The sixth sign. It's the sixth sign, Merriman. The sign of water. The last of the circle. Will scrambled over the side of the great ship, stood looking down, and reached reverently to take the sign. But first, he had to touch the hand of the dead king. Ah! <gasps> Do not fear him. But he's dead, and his hands are so cold, colder than any stone. He has lain here in his burial ground for 1,500 years, waiting. Yes, but it feels wrong to take something away from the dead. It is the sign, and you are the sign seeker, and that is why he has appeared to us. Take it. Will leaned across the bier and loosed the grip of the dead, cold hands. And from somewhere far off, a murmur of his music whispered in his ears. It was well done, Will. This sign is beautiful. It's gleaming like mother of pearl, like water. Will turned and saw that Merriman was now astride the white mare who had returned. He was cloaked in blue, his bony face dark with strain, but delight gleamed in his eyes. He's one of the oldest and the most powerful. Now you have it, the dark loses its power over Mary forever. The spell is dead. But come, mount. We must go. Creaking and rattling, the longship tilted and then gave itself to the rush of the swollen Thames. Who was he? An English king of the Dark Ages. I think we will not use his name. And Will had a last glimpse of the mask-like white face as the great ship moved away downstream. When the Black Riders rode unhindered over our land, only the old ones and this king kept the light alive. At that moment, a streak of blue light hurtled out of the east, not from the sky, but another place. A great rush of flame and burst over the prow. Ah! Oh! No! Merriman! The dark has struck his ship! 
Ah, they vent their spite because they know they are too late. But the king and all his beautiful things. If the rider had paused for thought, Will, he would have known that his outburst of malice has done no more than create a right and proper ending for this great ship. See, see. Our king of the last sign sails magnificently now in fire and water to his long rest down the greatest river of England towards the sea. Come, we must lose no more time. And the white mare wheeled them around from the river and rose into the air. For the great black tornado column of the dark had gathered again. It was following them now, and it was moving very fast. The Darkest Rising, a drama by Susan Cooper. Episode 10 of 12 was adapted for audio by Robert McFarlane and Simon McBurney. Directed by Simon McBurney. Produced by Catherine Bailey and Tim Bell and is a Complicité and Catherine Bailey production for BBC World Service and is commissioned by Simon Pitts. Wait, hang on a second. What's this? A polar bear? In space. All episodes of 30 Animals That Made Us Smarter, seasons one and two, are available now. The time has come to introduce you to a truly remarkable slug. 60 superb ideas inspired by some truly amazing animals. Rose butterfly-inspired solar cells. Very cool stuff. 30 Animals That Made Us Smarter from the BBC World Service. We've got a story that packs a real punch. To check out all 60 brilliant stories, Just search for 30 Animals That Made Us Smarter wherever you get your podcasts.